Yeah. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. The good guy coming last place. You smell that dope when I pass by. I lay my money at a fast pace. All right, welcome to Say Hello to the Bad Guy. I'm your host, Locke, and this is the podcast where we drink, smoke, and bullshit about the life of a historic criminal. Now we're talking outlaws and gangsters. We're not going to cover too many serial killers. That's just a little bit dark for me, and this ain't no true crime podcast. Honestly, you can't call this a history podcast because I'm no historian. I'm just a history fan that does some research and bullshits about it with his friends. So speaking of my friends, let me introduce you to my co-host. First with us today, we got Cancer. What up? And then with us today for the first time on the show, we got my boy Tyler. What up, what up? And then back with us, we got Duke, Dan the Man. Oh yeah, what up, what up? Dan Duke, back again. So we'll go ahead and knock out our uh, drink roundtable real quick. You want to start us off, Cancer? Yeah, I went with uh, Arbor Brewing Company. It's called Trail Light Raspberry. I don't know, (laughs) this description, activated raspberry ale brewed with hibiscus i don't know how you activate a raspberry i'm gonna have to google that later will you listen to some tony robbins i i think and that's you get what, it real motivated i think so just, or some gets pumped up yeah I, th- I think that's the that's what i'm have to do joe rogan uh, gives him a halftime speech and just activates yeah because it shows a raspberry on a bicycle which is very ann arbor i mean that's active <laughs> yeah that's that's active so <laughs> I do some diet beers sometimes and shit. Oh, uh, you poor man. I know. Whatever. <laughs> sometimes he goes half-hearted. <laughs> hey, but fucking, not with craft beers. You got, yeah, between half-hearted and then Shorts has like the the Furry Buddy and the yeah. Light Huma. There's a few light beers you can get. That's some craft beers. If... Yeah, but I doubt it's even making a difference, though. Well, because I, well, I just drink twice as much. So yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, usually with those, you don't really smash them anyways. Well, you might. Yeah. That's how, I mean, kind of how I drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so tyler it's your first time on the show i know you're not a big craft beer drinker but you went out and grabbed something for the occasion oh something a little sweet Some unity special. vibration the kombucha what the is bu- that the Com- blueberry oh shit is that that's your first time ever trying it right yeah oh yeah what do you think it's good it's not bad some good active beer. enzymes in there some eight percent your beer is activated Ooh, too is it yeah, it's got and en- kombucha's got Kombucha is like See, I don't even know what kombucha health. is. Oh, for your stomach? If, if I was more of a hippie, I'd be able to explain it to you, but it's like... Um, That's what, that was going to be my question. What's kombucha? From, like, from what I understand, like the ones that I've drank before, they're like there's active cultures in there to help with your digestion, oh. like for your gut health. God damn, what are you guys doing? Do Fitness that. beers over there? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm doing crunches <laughs> as we speak, so yeah. So it's like the lady from True Lies' yogurt. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, that both you guys got some healthy. You got yogurt beer. You got <laughs> activated kombucha beer. shit. You got. Yeah, and here I was talking about hipsters. Yeah. I just became one. <laughs> you guys ride here on a tandem bicycle. <laughs> the one that's on here. Yep, like a couple strawberries. What <laughs> ambo berries? Strawberries, blueberries. <laughs> We're just having a berry Christmas. Around We're having here. a theme. Do you feel left out? What do you got? I went way in the opposite direction. So I got the founders KBS. Scouts, oh yeah. Which. Which one? I, it's the maple back maple Mackinac fudge. Oh. See, you went the opposite of diet beer. Yeah. You went with fudge beer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I usually Fuck about. your bicycles. Yeah. My shit's usually much darker. It's a piece of fudge and a fucking rickshaw mm-hmm. and shit getting dragged around town and shit. That's my that's what I got to drink. Oh yeah. But it's uh they're like limited edition. I mean the KBS mm-hmm. is always good. I usually don't drink them because 
that's usually a little out of my pay grade, but oh yeah, I fucking uh, was able to spoil myself. Yeah, they're good. I like them. And what about you, Dan? I too went for a uh, darker style beer. I went with a uh, Line and Kugel's Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. Another beer that makes you think of sitting on the couch and being fat for the winter. <laughs> Not none of this fucking fitness berry shit. <laughs> no. So before we get started, as always, I gotta make sure I take the time. We gotta thank Six Post Wayno for letting us use his music in the intro, and then got Cancer in studio. So I thank him. Ah, get the fuck out of here. He does the <laughs> song in the mid roll. We're using Kings of Cannibals right now. You can also go follow him on Instagram, Eyes Bleed Defiance, and you can see all his art and his photography, our logo. That yeah. He does there. Oh yeah. You can follow us at Bad Guy Podcast on both Instagram and TikTok, and then badguypodcast.com if you can't find any of it all the links are on the website but we're gonna get started and the bad guy we're covering today is michael chen this ain't negotiation time this is scarface final scene fucking bazookas under each arm say hello to my little friend michael chen he was in uh fast and the furious too right <laughs> we got michael chen aka the scientist dope name it could be, that's a very vague name. It could be like, cause he is a smart nerdy dude or because he's very methodical when he fucks people up. Yeah. I like that. That could be anything. Scientist. It's clinical. They're like ambiguous <laughs> names. That's not the reason. I just thought of that. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I to... <laughs> All right. You have my attention now, sir. You have my a- attention. <laughs> I forgot how you the phrase my... went. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, that that's awesome. Michael Chen was born in the Canton province of China in 1950. 50? 1950, yeah. So, 1950 China, China is a chaotic time. It's constant conflict between the communists and the British government of Hong Kong. I didn't know this, but Hong Kong belonged to Britain from 1800 to 1930. Okay. And then the Japanese yeah. took it over from 1930 till after World War One or after World War Two, and then the British took it back. So wow. Hong Kong was British, and then the rest of China they would fought like the communist civil war, and they were like, "All right, we well, got to be communist." And Britain was like, "Nah, man." Hong Kong's our shit. We run this. They wanted a capitalist stronghold right on the tip of China. You know, because okay. they had the number one trade port. And they're Britain. You know, they colonize. That's what they do. They go fucking take people's That's kind of their there. jam. Yeah, it's kind of their jam, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of their thing. I mean, Americans kind of really took it and ran with it, but Britain, they really knew their shit. Oh, yeah. What I like is that the British took it from China, and then the, the Japanese took it from them. And then when we won the war, we gave it back to Britain. Which is weird, like to, to <laughs> we think that back to China, we China back was to belonged to Japan for a while. Yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's really interesting. And what's weird to paradox it up, the English people had a big stronghold in Japan too. So yeah. there's a weird. They played hot potato with cities. Man, yeah, that's insane. Damn, China. Once the Mongols broke that Great Wall, it was like never great again. <laughs> That's like a fighter with that weak chin, like Chuck Liddell. As soon as he got knocked out once, it was all downhill from there. Open the floodgates. You know? it, it, taking Hong Kong, that's like taking New York. Like, you get all America, yeah. but we get New York. Like, no, that's yeah. a big chunk. Yeah, we, need, that, we can't do that. Give it yeah, back. We can't do that. So all this beef between the communists, the British government, it's chaos. At one point, Hong Kong went in a couple of years from 600,000 to 2.2 million people. Damn. And it was uh, the most densely populated city in the fucking world. So, At a certain point, it's like, stop going. Well, they wanted to be capitalist or whatever, so they was flooding <laughs> Hong Kong. Like, I don't know. Was... You can't play cities like people play phone booths where they try to see how many people they can cram in there. 
at a certain point, let's just stop it. Yeah, or, or they'll do like what they they used to do in some countries, be like limit the amount of kids you can have. Yeah, isn't and that like, what, what the China does? Yeah, that was yeah, one of China's like, big thing. Yeah, but if you don't give them anything to do, what are they gonna do? Would sit at home and fuck? What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't know too much about it because that's I'd cover more of the like the uh, gangland killings than the uh, communist fucking versus <laughs> British colonists. Uh, yeah, but, but it was something like that. That's that's the dummy version of kind of. Hey, he's no historian. Right. The bottom line is. Where did I hear that before? It was fucking chaos. <laughs> all right, shit's crazy. There's political government corruption. Police are corrupt. Economic hardship. Everybody goes broke. These economic hardships lead to Chen's father immigrating to America before Chen was even born. The place where police are never corrupt and we never have economic hardships. Ever. Well, there was that one time. (laughs) Here's the crazy part about Michael Chen's story. So I do the research, right? His backstory is how he's born in China and because of communism and the British colonizers and da-da-da-da-da. That's history in a nutshell. (laughs) Or or did Mr. Chen knock up that chick and run for America? Ah. Did she come with him? No. So he got... (laughs) So that's what I'm saying. So Mr. Chen <laughs> left for fucking, before he was even born, he left for America. Oh, okay. the mom did? The dad. Oh, okay. So his dad so left him. They had a daughter. Okay, got And it. then he knocked her up with Michael. And then he was like, all right, I'm going to go to America. Oh, okay. You would think that I uh, I had the edible. Right. <laughs> I can't keep up. <laughs> Well, it's probably my, my storytelling. I'm getting, so, no, no, no. You it's got, not you, it's me. You got lost in all the intricate details of yes, the communist takeover and the political atmosphere. I mean, we did deep dive into all that. So and the whole Japan-China thing just kind so of So to be off. clear, the dad came to America, little Michael Chen still in China. Yeah. In his with mama's his mom. belly. That story could be told in China or in downriver around here. Yeah. Uh, I had a couple <laughs> kids. I got to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. motherfucker. Condoms? What are those? I didn't pull out then, but I'm pulling out now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Michael came to America with his mother and his sister. Oh, they said, me. fuck you, we following you. Yeah, yeah. When he was the age of 13 years old. Oh, so 13 years later. So he had to stay in China for 13 years. Women sure can hold a grudge. <laughs> <laughs> when they got to America, Chen's father was living in New York working as a taxi cab driver. We moved to America, they moved to uh, Chinatown in Manhattan. So early 60s, New yes. York. 1963 in New York. His dad works as a taxi cab driver. He gets a job as a delivery boy on a bike for a restaurant. And he attended high school in the Chinatown area. Damn, he's just, I don't know if it's the American dream, but it's the Chinese immigrant stereotype he's living. <laughs> so he graduates in 1968. He briefly attends college. But like a whole bunch of other poor Chinese kids in the area, they're just all disenfranchised, flat fucking broke. You know, they're kind of living in this rough neighborhood. And they all gravitated towards gangs on Canal Street. So this is Canal Street in New York. It's like the main strip of Chinatown. But it's also like the most populated gang area of Chinatown. So it's like the heart of Chinatown for business, markets, merchants, gangs, you name it. It It all starts on fucking Canal Street. Gangs run off turf, and that's prime location right there. That's funny how that works out, too. Like if you were a big shot maybe in China and you come here. You pick a certain spot to make your home, mm-hmm. then you're the big time there, too. People remember, like, yeah, he was big over there. He's big here as well. Well, that <laughs> happened a lot because there was a lot of the capitalists that would flee. So as the communists were taking over, a lot of the rich people were, you know, rich people. So yeah. they're like, you know what? Pack up my shit and head to New York, set up shop. and Makes now, sense. Now I'm fucking, I'm running Canal Street. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael Chen gravitates to the streets and gang life. And by the mid-1970s, he became a member of the Chinatown gang, the Flying Dragons. Dope. 
<laughs> I mean, if you're going to be in a Chinese gang, that's yeah. definitely the name to take. <laughs> Flying dragon. It's dog. really every step of this is like in a kung fu movie. <laughs> <laughs> Does he get the shine? It's almost like wonder, wonder where they get that shit from. The shine. So, like, last, <laughs> like Bruce Leroy. The glow. <laughs> yeah, the glow. <laughs> the Flying Dragons were a street affiliate of the Hip Sing Tong. Now, the Hip Sing Tong was the was a Chinese-American crime organization that originated in San Francisco in the late 1800s and worked its way towards New York. So anywhere there was China, Chinatown, these tongs popped up. So each tong is kind of like the fan, equivalent of a, a tribe or a clan. Okay. But they basically turned into like families, like a mafia family. But that's in the late 1800s, early 1900s. By now, in the 1970s, the Hip Sing Tong was called the Hip Sing Association, and it was a labor and community organization group. Ah, uh, trying to legitimize. Right. All the Is that tong- like the mob and waste management? <laughs> yeah. Air quotes. Or they got tired of too many dumb Americans like me making tong comments. <laughs> yeah, we're tongue. going to association. Fuck. Yeah. We're, nobody we're, takes our war seriously. <laughs> we're goddamn gangsters. What's just, wrong with Tong? We just had a hatchet fight in the street and they're making fun of the name Tong. <laughs> yeah. God exactly. damn it. We fucking can't win. Fucking Americans. But when they did this, so all the other Tongs did that. So they all had a street gang affiliate that would handle that end of the business. They went legitimate and then they just had those street gangs do all the little illegal shit on the side while they were just these old Chinamen in suits. So they were the, uh, like the figureheads, like the, uh, the faces of the association. Yeah. Well, at this point, uh, the hip sing association would have a giant building on canal street. They had the hip sing credit union, you know what I mean? The old buildings. And shit. Wow. They were like a community organization, but they were the hip sing tong. But every street gang had to operate under the jurisdiction of a tong. Got it. So the Flying Dragons' biggest rival was the Ghost Shadows. Come on. What is These it? Fuck? Ghost Shadows? <laughs> Ghost Shadows. That's dope. That's kind of redundant. Ghost Shadows. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> or what are they? Shadows oh, of Ghosts? Do ghosts have shadows? Are they... That's the that's the point of the name. Oh, man. It's a, it's a paradox conversation. This is intriguing. You have my attention. <laughs> now, now you have my attention. Color me intrigued. <laughs> but yeah, the Ghost Shadows are like their big organization they beef with. I automatically assume when I picture it in my mind, I just picture fucking uh, Big Trouble in Little China and the fucking back alley gang fight. I mean, oh. that's, gotta be, that's gotta be the Flying Dragons and the fucking Ghost Shadows. I right? picture but, like every Kung Fu movie like Rumble in the Bronx. Oh, yeah. That's a great out movie. there. That's a good movie. It's, yeah, it is much closer to Rumble in the Bronx. But then I start thinking of Big Trouble in Little China, and then I start <laughs> thinking, can they shoot lightning? And then I start thinking, this is ridiculous. Kurt Russell going to beat them up. But then I think I could, because he's Snake Plissken, so maybe he could. And I lost my train of thought. I'm just thinking how hard it is to drive with an eye patch on. Difficult, snake Plissken, sure. I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, boats are pretty easy. Pirates do that shit all the time. Even to fight efficiently, no depth perception. Yeah. Everything is way harder with one eye than you think. Oh, yeah. It's not you, as simple as throw a patch on that bitch and you're fucking good to go. Like, oh, yeah. No, your yeah, perception you, is definitely way through. You go to sit down, bust your ass. Like, I can't imagine <laughs> driving. The only time it's helpful is when you're really, really drunk. So instead of seeing double, you only see one. Right. <laughs> that is true. I, read, I mean, math checks That's out. why most one-eyed people are alcoholics. Because <laughs> it straightens it out. I read that. I could write that right now, and then like I could see it on Facebook with him. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> if I make a meme about it, it's true. So Michael Chen's intelligence helped distinguish himself from the other members of the gang. He had a reputation for being polite and measured, which earned him the nickname The Scientist. 
Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess. Polite, like the gentleman or something? The scientist or... I don't know why <laughs> those mean... names... Those, na- those names just always are like super dope to me. Like the, the most... It's not anything crazy. It's like the teacher, mm-hmm. See, you know, the scientist. I the, think, you know what I'm saying? Like I, the gentleman. Like, I think just, I'm like, that, man, that is kind of dope. I yeah. think that's how uh, history goes. Now it's like because he was polite and nice or whatever. No, it's because he was a nerd, and they all called him a nerd, <laughs> so they call him the scientist because he's a fucking dork. Right. It's like you know, Skull Crusher can only go so far. They're out there, like they're out there doing kung fu and fucking shooting lightning, and this guy is over there like, hey guys. Uh, how do you do? <laughs> hey, beat it, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> beat it, nerd. In 1976, he was arrested in Queens for homicide, but was never convicted of a crime due to lack of witnesses. What year was that? 1976. All right, so I stand he was... corrected. That nerd wasn't fucking around. So he was... 26. 26. Huh. No mean, witnesses? No witnesses. We'll get some more into some no witnesses stuff, but that's uh, pretty big in Chinatown. Seems like it would be. It's kind of how they run shit. You know, it's the credit union. Well, just in all of those. You're going to tell them the credit union's boys? Yeah, well, I mean, like, not even just in Chinatown. Pretty much probably any of those um, ethnically uh, clustered cities or areas. Right. Yeah, makes sense. I'm sure finding people to talk in Hell's Kitchen was real easy, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, Like, no. Lots of witnesses. I honestly don't even want to get closer because I can't really be seen talking. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't even glance at me or I'm dead. Well, especially, I mean, when you go to a lot of these countries, and expect this story to begin with started, they fleed because of police corruption and shit. Like, these people just yeah, do so not trust, trust the police. And, they have and an interest. And that's what's always, that's bothered me too. Like, people just don't understand that. It's like, they don't understand, like, people's previous experiences kind of mm-hmm. dictate how they feel about those kind of things, about police, about right. government, about mm-hmm. things like that. It's built in. PTSD, yeah. a lot of, like, you know, the Tiny Rascal Gang, a lot of these gangs, you come from a gang-torn country. Like, yeah. It's, it's fucking wild. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure, like, the police are like, you don't know, we're here to help you. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you are. So, still in Chinatown, different story, but just to give us, like, a, an idea of what the witness situation was like, there's a situation that occurred that a guy shot two guys in the head on canal street in broad daylight that is a situation (laughs) by the time the police showed up all the markets were closed and nobody's in the street so you've seen what canal street looked like earlier in the broad daylight stores were closed streets were cleaned up everybody was say what you want they are very efficient (laughs) yeah that's uh smart they know how to shut it down so yeah, that just gives you an idea like the weather yeah. witness situation. Whenever you're like, oh, there's no nobody's testifying. Like, well, someone's got to know something. Yeah. Like everybody knows something, but ain't nobody gonna tell you anything. All the motherfuckers are ghost shadows. <laughs> 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 so these different gangs, uh, they're the other ones, the White Eagles too. So there's, the, you know, there's a bunch of them. There's White the, Eagles. Yeah, there's the White Eagles, the Man. Ghost Shadows, the Flying Dragons. They all represent a Tong gang. And these gangs are like hundreds deep wow. and um they're just shooting each other on the street and in august 1976 michael chen comes up with this plan a scientific plan mm-hmm. he comes up with a plan to have a fake truce with the other rival gangs in an attempt to get money out of a federal grant for youth gang reform that had already gave some money to some harlan gangs Jeez, fucking nerd yeah we'll, t- we'll take your help <laughs> and flip it on you so they go with this plan. They're like, all right, we'll do a fake treaty. And then- See, that's like when you get in trouble and like you shake hands with the dude you just got in trouble fighting with in front of the principal so you don't get suspended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they try it out and they they come up with this. Uh, He's always hatching up schemes in the lab. You know? Not, yeah, yeah. 
So they come up with a treaty and it helps because they're from all over the papers all the time. Well, the problem was the lower level members just really hated each other and they're all out there working their territories on Canal Street every day and they just can't stop fighting with each other. They're, they're the ones out there getting stabbed by people like, I can't let this go. He just chopped my pinky off last week. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what it was. The, street, the bosses yeah. are like, hey, we're going to have a treaty and the street level guys are like, Fuck that. Fuck that, yeah. yeah no, nah, I don't think so. This guys. is my piece of sidewalk. I'm going to crack your fucking goddamn head <laughs> yeah. open and shit. The truce ended after less than a month, when on September 10th, 1976, a shootout resulted in five gang members being shot and three being arrested. But did they get to keep the money? <laughs> I mean, the treaty yeah, what was, was the sta- made. Yeah, what's the, uh, what's what's the, the grace period on the uh, on the? Uh, <laughs> like, what are grant? the terms on this contract? Yeah, exactly. I mean, when did they cut off? Did the check clear? Less than a month or over a month? Less than a month, September oh, 10th. Oh, they, they didn't hit the warranty. They yeah. didn't... <laughs> It didn't do it. It, didn't, it, it, out, it wasn't. It was too soon. <laughs> they didn't pay the first bill. Yeah, yeah they go. signed the contract. Didn't pay there the first you bill. You so. had to put down your first month deposit. You know what I mean? You don't get that back. A rifle and a handgun were found on the scene, and over 20 shots were fired. None of the victims would identify any shooters, and the local residents denied knowing any shooting occurred. No one ended up being convicted of the shooting. All three suspects arrested got released. Did, uh, they, did they take the bodies too? <laughs> no. Well, uh. <laughs> So leave the body, but take everything. Yeah, they're in the hospital. Who shot you? I'm not even shot. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> what do you mean? Wait, no, but this uh, it's a flesh wound. Nothing. In 1977, Michael Chen was indicted in the murder of two members of the Ghost Shadows in a shootout in the middle of the crowded Pagoda Theater. Damn, in a theater? Yeah. So the Pagoda Theater is like a big. I mean, it's a thing in Chinatown, you know. I would it say is? it's probably was it a, well, <laughs> it would be like like a, a big like a, a, like a yeah. St. Andrews Hall or something like a, yeah. was it in a theater theater movie theater or like just a uh, like where they like had a shows Fox and theater stuff? Yeah, like yeah. theater well I think it's like a I'm assuming I don't know, what's a theater I thought it was like a fucking uh, movie theater but it could no be I would too. think it's probably a grand like just a theater like a yeah. Yeah. Fox theater yeah, like a too. either way though it's like just like being in closed a closed area like that and having a shootout is just that's crazy yeah. That's like that's that's a nightmare right there. How how many people died? Well, two people died. Everyone's deaf. Well, I mean, they, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> if they started in San Francisco, they started in the Wild West and made there. They did a little shootout in the Pagoda Corral. Yeah, the <laughs> Pagoda Corral. For real, all the Wild West shootouts happened in like tight little quarters and shit. People Absolutely, like, everything was smaller back then. Mm-hmm. After Mike, Michael Chen gets arrested for the shooting, he's charged with both murders. But then they couldn't get any witnesses to leave a testimony, and he ended up being released on all charges. <laughs> My God, man. That's, Damn. Yeah. They need to get some of these people on the first 48. So they get them to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we first 48 some of these people? Or fools? DJ Vlad. They, uh, <laughs> they, he's always getting people. Yeah. Confessing. He's always, he's got people confessing. He's got people getting locked up for shit they say on his show. No, that's just, he don't even try. He's like, so what up with guns? Yo, I got a million guns. Like, yeah, you yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. yourself out. He just said, it's just the way he guns? says it too. He's like, so what's up with guns? <laughs> what do you, you mean? The ones I got in my car? I'm yeah. You, let's talk about those. Like, it's crazy. The amount of people that. Especially these little rappers and shit that just rap uh, them. So they're on Instagram doing illegal shit. Like, yeah. you know, it reminds me of the Key and Peele sketch where uh, he was a rapper and he's like in his songs, like, and I killed him. Yeah, I yeah. shot him three times. Yeah, yeah. Two in the chest. <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, yeah, to have all those people not say anything is just, it's. But I mean, imagine scary. like being a cop, like, yeah, and being a cop out there. I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Like, do you, you know, at what point do you just stop asking? 
Right. Be like, do you do you want help or not? No. Okay. No. I guess. Let me guess. He's like, let me guess. Nothing happened. See, somewhere there's a very upset New York police officer, like a Dennis Franz. Like, I tell you, I'm tired of the beat. I go down there and I ask them, who's doing the killing? I get nothing. <laughs> if they don't want me to save them, why am I even trying? I'm telling you, I got two weeks till retirement and I can't wait. Sitting on the edge of his bed in a white wife beater with fucking black socks. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking some cheap ass beer. Apologizing for smacking his wife. I'm sorry, Darla. It's this fucking city. It's burning a hole in me. Can't you see it? My ulcers got ulcers. I'm out here trying to collect, <laughs> trying to clean up the streets, and they're throwing the trash at my feet here. And they I don't want it clean. And I come home and dinner's cold. God damn it. Hey. It's rough in the 70s, man. Later the same year, Michael Chen got arrested for carrying a 12-gauge shotgun. When he was searched, they found him with 150 rounds of ammunition. Now, did they need witnesses to say he was carrying it? <laughs> but the cops wouldn't talk. They asked the other cops if they could corroborate a story. And they said, I didn't see nothing. You know, in little China, in Chinatown, they got a, uh, a phrase, loose lips sink communities. <laughs> <laughs> and associations. Yeah, and associations. <laughs> and dragons somehow it sinks them. We don't know how. <laughs> The sinking dragons. The <laughs> sinking dragons. He ended up getting off the charge on the gun charge on a technicality, on something that they messed up, like a paperwork issue. Or something. <laughs> ended up getting of thrown, thrown out of court of on a technicality issue. Of course. So it doesn't even matter if you don't have witnesses. So he's got can't like, fill out paperwork either. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it turns out witnesses were testifying this whole time. Just they, they got the all these the people that were like, I was gonna murder somebody, but I was afraid I wasn't gonna get away with it. But this dude. Obviously, I guess I can. I'm trying to clean up these streets. <laughs> and Jack keeps on forgetting to hit the record button. <laughs> My pen was out of ink. <laughs> that day. I gotta fill out this form and that form. Damn it, Darla, when's it gonna end? <laughs> I don't have time to fill out forms. I'm a cop. I'm here trying to hit the streets, <laughs> not keyboards. <laughs> By the end of 1977, Michael Chen was made the dragon head, which was what the term for the leader of the flag. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to be a piece <laughs> of the dragon. You want to so be the does dragon. that mean the ghost shadow head is the ghost head? <laughs> That's fucking dope, too. God, I'm so jealous of these names. Now, would it be an honor or an insult to be the dragon dick? Because <laughs> like, I can see that going both ways. <laughs> If you met a guy and his nickname was the Dragon Dick, you'd be like, hey. "Is it because it's so big when he walks it drags, or is it, or do dragons have notoriously like, small penises?" Like, no, I'm the, I'm the Dragon Head. I'm the boss. Like, well, you're the treasurer. You're the Dragon Dick. <laughs> the heart or something? You're the, yeah, you're the organization's detective. You're the Dragon Dick. Yep, you're the Dick, motherfucker. <laughs> That's just the guy you didn't like. No, you're the Dick. Damn it, how am I going to save them every time I go in there? They keep calling me the dragon dick. Oh, man. I'm trying to save this city, and they're calling me a dragon dick? <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick smoke break. We're going to refill our drinks, and we'll be back in a minute.
shackles to break out of. They cower, soul of a mob of and they crowd us. Spilling in the street with heat like hot lava. Pop bottles, Molotovs tossed and rocks follow. Ominous disciples like vipers, they strike quickly. Come at me like an army, I'm tearing you down with me. Spit like a barren rulers of bread like Kaiser. Roll with the goal and get beaten like outsiders. These amateur animals swinging the wrong jungle. Climbing the wrong vines mean these lions will snuff you. Concrete wilderness building our own structures. Survival with rivals with throat punches. So we re- reloaded on drinks a little bit. Cancer, you got one of those KBS Mackinac fudges. What do you think? Oh, I like it. I, li- I like their stuff. Yeah. I think out of the dark beer side, Founders does it right. They do. They do. Like What I like about them is they have a lot of variety. Like They'll do uh, the, the seasonals, and uh, they do a lot of barrel bourbon barrel-aged stuff that I like. Yeah, I like uh, beer that gets soaked in the bourbon. I just tried... Uh, Kentucky something, but it's a bourbon beer, and that's the only one that I've had. But I fucking love it. Yeah, they do. The, they that do shit's quite a few real of those. good. They just came out with a peppermint one. I want to try. 
Tyler, so you went back to your comfort zone, some Labatt. Oh, the Labatty boys, the Canadian Pilsner. <laughs> well, we, I mean, he, that was a berry explosion. He wasn't ready for it, so now he's <laughs> he's going back to the Great White North. Well, that eight percent, man, right? That's no joke. No, well, those things will rock you for sure. Mm-hmm. And we we are in Detroit, so Detroit is a little more in tune to Canadian culture. You're right across the river there. Fuck yeah, never blow and shit. Sure. So. You hey. come right across the bridge, you can come over here and drink when you're 19, eh? <laughs> you don't have to wait for your crazy 21. No, come over here, you can get drunk. We want your kids' money, but we don't want them here. It was awesome when I was growing up. It wasn't as cool when my son turned 19. See, so. what sucked is uh, I hung out with people that were older than me. So when they were 19, they would take off to Canada and mm-hmm. I'd be left all by my lonesome. <laughs> Yeah. And then when I turned 19, I joined the Army, so I never got to experience the uh, 19 Canadian. You didn't get to get thrown out of Don Cherry's. Yeah. <laughs> I never even went to Canada. Yeah. I was getting into bars, like, here, like. Oh, way to brag. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never been to Canada, ever. Yeah, no, by the, I went to the Army when I was 19, came back when I was, like, 20 or whatever, and, yeah, I could just get into all the bars. Like, why am I going to. Like, we, yeah. I could just get in there when I was whoa, like whoa, 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 whoa. Ble- Let's learn some little China out. shit. Let's, <laughs> Chinatown, buddy. No names. Here we're going to have to bleep that out. Now Fucking Locke has to find a bleep sound effect somewhere. <laughs> loose lips sinking establishment. <laughs> I got to edit all this bullshit all the time anyways. <laughs> all right, Takashi69. Hey, locked, locked in and turned into Vlad. All right? We don't need you. 21 this. Savage is not a U.S. citizen. <laughs> God damn it. I finally got one, Darla. That's He's talking. Memes, we got him on the hook. The memes after 21 Savage or some Britain was hilarious. <laughs> All right. So when we left off, Michael Chenna took over as the dragon head. Oh, the fuck my beer then. <laughs> oh, my bad. You no, I'm just going to same shit. <laughs> so anyway, so we left off. Scientist left off. is the dragon head. Yeah. And uh, he was different than typical gangsters that we know. So he didn't drink. He didn't smoke. He didn't gamble. He was known to be kind and affectionate with his family, and he was generous in the community. Wow. So he was just a, a dude? Yeah. <laughs> that would shoot you in a theater. But yeah. besides that, it's just... He was different than the rest of the gangsters. He wasn't a dick. <laughs> and that's scarier. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, yeah. this is after he had already murdered how many people? Three. Yeah. I mean, he's At least three. three. But he three wasn't people, drunk but when he did ni- it. Yeah, he wasn't drunk. He doesn't gamble. He was, an, I mean, he was a nice guy. He has no vices, and he's a nice guy. I guess his vice was murder. I think... Uh, well, I think even then, because he seemed... He's probably just a sociopath, is all it is. And, like, yeah. murder's just a part of the business. But if he was a sociopath, the then he wouldn't have a good family life. All though. it says is that he's, he's kind of affectionate and polite. That could be just he's cool. So this is what I think. Or I'm completely talking shit and we don't know. No, we're going to deep dive into no facts, just feelings. Right. Well, I'm definitely speculating. Think? So we'll call this the speculating moment. So I don't know this for sure. But just me, you know, I read. Locke's speculation. I corner. read a lot of this motherfucker's goddamn <laughs> story. So I feel right. like I have some kind of an idea. He was known to be pretty calm and reasonable. They thought he was smart. They called him the scientist, right? Mm-hmm. But then six months later, he's fucking shoot to do. Well, he is still a gangster. Gangsters make their bones. It's right? all part I mean, of that gotta, life, baby. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, you kill people. So if you you might be calm or smart or a good dude or whatever, but, I mean, that is how you put food on the table. And if you're at the Pagoda Theater and the Ghost Dragons are like, what's up? You got to fucking yeah, gotta gotta go. go. You got to be like, what's up? <laughs> gotta handle Five business. dragons, mother. I mean, you've seen Was that Big like Trouble in Little China, right? Was that like their territory, the Pagoda, or the Pagoda Theater? 
I actually, I mean, it is now. Yeah, now it is for sure. <laughs> yeah. I actually think it's the opposite. I think they were, they were on Canal Street, and they were over on the Pagoda Theater, which would have been Ghost Dragon's territory. Oh, got so, it. I don't know that for sure. That's like, like I said, this is the speculation moment. And shit. Right, right. Yeah, I think the Pagoda Theater was their territory. Nah, Wait, the right Ghost now. Dragons? I thought, or, or the, uh, the ghost, yeah, the Ghost Shadows. Yeah, I was gonna say. Now we're getting it all confused. We're just throwing. What kind well, of dragons are they? <laughs> oh, they're the flying. <laughs> yeah, right. The yeah, Death right. Donkeys? Was that which, which one was that? Brawl Fly. fight. Brawl fight. <laughs> Brawl flying fight. dragons, no no borders. I can't think of a good name for a game. How about just bad dudes? Bad. Yeah, yeah, bad dudes. That'll work. So the one big weakness he had, he had a weakness for women. He was a woman chaser and shit. Oh, uh, shit. He also had three sports cars. All right. So he dug cars, but besides that, he believed in keeping a low profile. Besides driving three sports cars through New York. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In little in, in Chinatown. Yeah. In China, driving <laughs> three Canal sports Street, cars through Chinatown. 10,000 people per city block. I'm sure. <laughs> As leader of the Flying Dragons, his calm demeanor and patience in business dealings helped him grow all the profits. He's good at it. He's a good gangster. You know what I mean? He's a smart dude. Profitable. Yeah. But the problem is he's got, he got knows the ghost shadows. He's got the fucking white eagles. You know what I mean? He's got these other gangs, other tongs, and they just won't go away. And Chinatown's so small. So the territory's so small, and you're just fighting all the time. Got it. So he takes under his wing a protege named Johnny Ang, a.k.a. Machine Gun Johnny. Another machine gun, huh? So you guys wonder what he's good at. Got a good ring to it. You know what I mean? Well, sounds dope, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. AKA Machine Gun Johnny, AKA Onion Head. Okay, I would definitely (laughs) stick to Machine Gun Johnny. (laughs) Oh, oh, man. All right, you got two options. We got Machine Gun Johnny or Onion Head. (laughs) Now, I mean, we're at a draw. We don't know which one to go with here. It might mean something different. And well, and many made you cry. Many was mean. So he looks that, mean. Yeah. So it seems like uh, <laughs> he does look his face like he looks so like he doesn't mean. fuck around. <laughs> he makes me cry. <laughs> like he doesn't even have to punch like anybody. He looks like a fucking bully. <laughs> yeah. He's just like really good at roasting people. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even shoot. He's like, where's the machine gun? He's like, well, he can either roast you or shoot you. His eyes. Either way, you're gonna cry. <laughs> so it's, it's like the bassist of like a 70s band it seems like most of the rivals called him machine gun johnny most of his boys called him onion head oh, okay. <laughs> that's how boys are right well yeah yeah because if you're not his friend and you call him that that's when you meet machine gun yeah, johnny yeah for sure. For sure. that's crazy yeah if you walk in here and call me onion head like oh that's cool yeah, yeah, like yeah. some fucking ghost shadow calls yeah. me goddamn onion head that's machine gun talk yeah. right there i don't care if we're in the middle of the pagoda theater Machine gun's coming out. No, he looks like he'll kick you right in the side of your head. (laughs) He looks like he's seen some shit. He looks scared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does. So Johnny Yang was eight years younger and had a reputation for being flashy and violent. So So he had four sports cars. (laughs) 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 Got it. He'd been arrested five times on violent crimes and had been suspected of numerous murders in which the police were never able to make stick. Which honestly to me sounds like God uh, damn it, Dollar, they just won't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this guy shooting, that guy shooting, machine gun, revolver, pistol, they're all shooting and nobody sees a thing. 
And when they do, we fill out the wrong forms. God damn it. I can't keep doing this, darling. There's not enough in the budget for pens that work. One more week and I'm on retirement. Too many cuts. God damn it. This city's eating me alive. So between both their styles... Between the two of them, Michael Chen and Machine Gun Johnny, mm-hmm. were able to turn the Flying Dragons into the largest street gang in Chinatown. Mm-hmm. All right. So you talk about a little odd couple situation. They got the nerdy, calculated, never fucking get out of line guy, and then the crazy, violent, flashy dude. A little do I smell a sitcom? <laughs> Chen mentored Aang on the other side of criminal activities. So they have been at war for years with the ghost shadows and they're just fucking shooting around the streets and shit and just making witnesses say they didn't say shit. And at some point, Michael Chen was like, hey, we could just stop shooting people. You know what I mean? And uh, he believed in conducting yourself like a businessman and he like understood the violence compromise over violence in negotiation. So he's like, look, we just can't keep fighting. You got to compromise. You can all make money. In the bigger picture. Yeah. Machine Gun Johnny's like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like you still get to use your machine gun, right. but we're going to pick and choose the times right. that you're going to use it and what you're going to use it for. So I know hit him? <laughs> like, no, we're going to talk to him first, but I want to hit him. No. It's like, the season, <laughs> no. it's like the season of Fargo. The two brothers. The one brother is yeah. violent. He's trying yeah. to take over everything. And then he finally realizes, he's like, hey, you've got the plan. I've got the muscle. I get it now. Dude, I that, get it. that older brother, the whole time I watch it, all I think is, this is like a serious Jack Black and Nacho Libre. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, too, because he, he's a, an Italian actor. Like, he's yeah. legitimately an actor in Italy. And he can't like, it's, but it's just funny. Like, that's, I can see that, that being the case. We're like, you know what? Uh, at a time, like, I'm not telling you not to be violent. I'm just telling you that it needs to be placed in a different way. I think uh, more beneficial. The other thing Chen teaches Aang, he teaches him the value of income from legitimate business and respectful community interactions. So he taught him how to count. Was <laughs> <laughs> like, look, we need real money too. We can't just steal shit all day. <laughs> like we need businesses, and we're taking money from these people all day. We can't be dicks on top of it. We just be cool. Then we could be like Hip Singh. We could be an association. Like, we're not here to yeah. fucking strong arm you. We're here to help you with your business ventures in this area. Yeah, we're just going to take a little chunk out of it. I just found out. Machine Gun Johnny, that's the dragon dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He would, he is he kind would of say a the dragon muscle. But, yeah. <laughs> well, what's the dragon muscle? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dragon dick. Exactly. All right. If anybody's the dragon dick, it's Onion Head. <laughs> they call him fucking Onion Head. He's yeah. a dick. Oh, man. So Michael Chen opened nightclubs in Queens. He opened a meat market and a paper supply company in Manhattan. So well, that's a, pretty diverse. He's, like, getting into a lot of fields. He clearly diversified. He tried to settle down as a gangster. He tried to move into, you know, let's do more legitimate business and stuff like that. He had always kept his edge. So in 1983, Michael Chen got word there's a guy named Chi Hu Lao who was working to get several members of the Flying Dragons to leave the gang to come work with him. Trying to start his own offshoot? Kind of. It's kind of unclear. It seems like he was more of a businessman than a a gangster. So I don't know exactly what he wanted with these guys. It won't matter for long. Nah. So Michael Michael Chen goes to to these guys that are in question. Like, hey, what the fuck? I heard that you're trying to leave the gang and go work with this guy. Well, they were like, for sure... 
no, we want to be flying dragons. And Michael Chen was like, well, I don't believe you. So in order to prove your loyalty, you got to go kill that dude. Oh, wow. So that makes I, sense, though. All of you together. All yeah, of you take hold turns. hands. <laughs> you kill him at once to get all of you hold the knife at the same time and stab him. <laughs> God. On March 5th, 1983, Chi Ho Lao was murdered at the Riviera Diner. After a brief scuffle, he tried to run away and was shot three times in the back. That'll happen. <laughs> that will happen. That sometimes. will happen. That's the shit those bumper stickers are always talking about. Yeah, and diners are not a safe place. Yeah, <laughs> at those all. are many. If the cholesterol won't kill you, the flying dragons the will. will. <laughs> <laughs> and don't even get me started on the meatloaf. Michael Chen eventually ends up growing their gambling extortion rackets to a level beyond other street gangs, rivaling other organized crime syndicates. They're so, like a highway gang. No more, more like organized. Gang. Yeah, kind of. I mean, graduated to the big time. So now they're... That wing son. Yeah, now they're their own tong. They yeah, went from yeah, being yeah, a street tong, name definitely. to a tong? And what, around, what, sorry, well, around what year is this? 1983. 93? 1983. Okay, yeah. Okay, real quick, so going like back 30. to that, so the whole 30, so. tong thing. We started by saying like the street gangs worked under a family. Mm-hmm. So did he work under a family this whole time? Or yeah. how did that work? Yeah, so he, as leader of the Flying Dragons, he works under the Hip Sing Tong. So okay. The leader of the Hip Sing Tong at that time was a guy named Uncle Benny. So that's who, who he uh, answered to. Yeah. All right. Well, but they seemed to be very, thing, they but... were pretty much hands off. They're just sort of like, ah, eh, he's a scientist. He's got it. <laughs> and they just sort of let him run his shit. Well, I feel like it's a thing where, I mean, you're going to micromanage your organization. He's doing pretty well. Kicking up is the way all these crimes, and it's consistent across the board. Yeah. So whether we're talking about the mob or the triads, they've gotten to a point where the hip sing tong, they're like the Gambinos, and the you know the the onling tong is like the fucking Genovese. You know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They're all their own little families, and they got their street gang because now they're an association. We own a credit union. We we got to operate legally. We're right. a community organization. We run the politics. We run the labor union. You know what I mean? We run yeah. Chinatown. We're helping our community, but we're still the him sing tong because we've yeah. been here for a fucking hundred years so the flying dragons are our guys on the street so in order to do that you had to kick up to somebody right yeah but so, it sounds like now he's reaching the point where he's so legitimate that they're elevating from that street gang level that now they're at that tong level right and that is what he started to do but then piece of everything he makes has to go up the chain too now he's in his own middle, like he's middle management. It used to be like Tongs are the legit guys, but he elevated like, but he's not a Tong himself. He still has to kick it up. So he's middle management kind of at this point. Yeah, I think that would be the best way to sum it up. So prior to him, the leader of the um, Flying Dragons would have been like your foreman. Okay, yeah. But now he's more like a, a salaried employee. Got you it. know what I mean? He's working way up the chain. But I'm assuming as he's making more money, that's more that he kicks up. Yeah. Usually. Yeah, yeah so for sure. They're not going to be like, hey, stop killing as many people and making way a bunch of money. Yeah. yeah <laughs> During this whole broadcast, there's people listening to this like, these drunk motherfuckers, yes, he made money. How are these assholes confused? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he made him money. Yeah. Well, no, I just completely forgot. Like, at this whole time, I thought he was just running shit. Like, I forgot that he was even paying. Kicking up to somebody. Yeah, Yeah, so did I. All right. 
he's turning into another major organization. Now they're making money hand over fist. So, okay. you know, he owns businesses. They're like rich guys. You know, okay. like they're the big shots now. They're not street gangsters. And uh, Johnny Yang says, I got Asian connections to the best heroin in the world. There we go. That is a big ass boast right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when it gets. Well, I mean, that is China. China is like opium that's, yeah, that's capital. Bad. That's where the opium is grown and yeah. shit. Like China's that main ship. I thought it was like well, Afghanistan. Well, well Afghanistan, Afghanistan has too. it too. I think sure. maybe China, I'm saying China, I but I think no. it's that whole the Oriental area, that South uh, Southeast Asia. All the little countries that us as America, we forget about, like Laos, like Vietnam, we know because we beef with them. But all those small Asian countries, I think right in there, that's where all the heroin is. Yeah, Afghanistan's a big one, too. Yeah. Afghanistan's got a shit ton of heroin. Johnny Yang's like, fuck yeah, you got a ton of money. I got a connection. And he's like, this shit is the best shit in the world. Dude, I got the connect. And, uh, Which means you can step on it a thousand times and it'll still be better than any of the shit that anyone else has. A thousand times. And he says he can get it over, which is a big expense, too. So yep. he's like, look, I got a connection. I can get it here. You got a bunch of money. And we got a gang. All Fucking Machine Gun Johnny and shit. Let's do this shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Michael Chen refused. He said it was drugs were too risky a business. And he just thought he should stick to the traditional rackets. Oh, see, he's like the old school Paul mob Sorvino guy. Ang is gonna bust a fucking Goodfellas. Yep, he's gonna base. Uh, he's gonna bust a Luciano Mylansky and start his own shit. Bad, though, like once you start getting oh, into yeah. like, drugs. Yeah, yeah, it never feels sure. good. I mean, you could say that, but like I just, the Mylansky Luciano, they started the heroin thing. And that's what separated them from the old school Italian mob, oh, yeah. and they yeah. revolutionized the game off of heroin. Across the board, older guys thought drugs. The younger guys were like, this is our prohibition. You guys got rich on prohibition. Drugs is our prohibition. The older guys were like, yeah, but the time is different. Judges and cops are drinking. Right, yeah. You get busted, you do your couple years, you get your slap on the wrist or whatever. You're selling heroin. That's a completely different That's a fucking big deal. So you're saying we got to get the cops to do heroin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, yeah. Darla. It's too bad they're all hooked on Coke. Darla is like, you know. God damn it, Darla. (laughs) How am I going to take them down when I'm hooked on this shit? (laughs) Where the fuck is my spoon? I'm trying to chase down these Asian gangs. I got the monkey on my back, Darla. (laughs) I'm chasing the dragon on the street and in the room. (laughs) The flying dragon. I'm chasing the dragon in my veins. Can't you see the city staring me apart? We've really taken a little journey with this guy, man. <laughs> yeah. I've seen his whole character arc yeah. from the beginning. I'm down oh, to yeah. three days to retirement, Dala. Three days. Too old for this shit? God damn, I hope I make it. Which means he won't. Hey, spoiler, dude. You don't know how this, <laughs> you don't know how this story ends. Michael Chen starts telling his friends and family he's considering disassociating from the gang to focus on legitimate businesses. He's like, you know what? I'm making so much money from my businesses. Johnny Yang's kind of crazy. <laughs> it's you like Austin Powers, and they're like, uh, you should ask for more money. We're actually making more money off of our uh, miniature business <laughs> than we yeah. are from crime. So, yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. What if I just go fucking yeah, just go legit. sell paper and meat and yeah. fucking uh, <laughs> nightclubs and shit, you know? 
I got a fucking meat market in fucking uh, Manhattan. What am I selling? It's like the guy if the guy who invented my pillow like started out as a gangster. <laughs> he's like, he's like, why do I keep doing crime when my pillows are like, making me millions? <laughs> in, in the meantime, we're gonna we're gonna send a twenty year old out to stab some kid <laughs> over fucking twenty bucks from some merchant on yeah. Canal Street. He's Somehow that it. doesn't make sense anymore yeah. for me. Yeah. I tell you, the other day I was at a theater. This guy was yelling at the movie screen. I, I didn't even want to kill him. My heart's just not in it. <laughs> My heart's not in it no more. March 13th, 1983, Michael got a call in the middle of the night and got up and left his apartment. He's found the next day in the Hipsing Credit Union office, shot 15 times. Five of which were in the head, four of which were through his eyes. Goddamn. Those were related? Like, whoever called him? called him somewhere to uh to the credit union or that was just hey come over here to the bank we're gonna shoot you a bunch of times (laughs) well most people assume it had to be somebody no because he got up and left hey he was set up yeah Yeah. but but i mean it's because he was trying to quit or Uh, they don't know well nobody said nothing well nobody was suspected or arrested in the murder of michael chan but after his death johnny ang took over control of the flying dragons it really seems like because johnny ang Wanted was to take the, over? He wanted to gang and he wanted to yeah. sell drugs and he didn't. He said let's sell drugs and he didn't want to sell drugs. But I think well, see, this is how stupid gangs are. The dude just wanted out and to go legit anyways. This guy wanted to stay being a criminal and sell drugs. You could have just fucking done that both. This could have been a win-win. The big factor, I think, and having having done a lot of this podcast, done a lot of research, right? I think the fact that it happened in a hipsing building. Feels like at some point it had to come from up top. Yeah, right? for sure. You know, so like that's not an accident. You can't just kill Michael Chen and take over the gang. Yeah, yeah. And like, they have same building and that's what's up. Like at some point, maybe. Like, oh, yeah, uh, he sh- he tripped and fell and got shot right. in the face four times. Be like, so I guess you're boss now. <laughs> right. Someone yeah, lined it's, up it's... a lot of bullets on the ground and tripped this guy right into him. Yeah, I mean, right. that's. Uh... I'm not saying he's doing a bad job, but I'm saying I got this heroin thing. And you still could do your own thing, but I could bring money. you more money. Yeah, yeah you know and I mean? also, I mean, like, it was clearly sending a message because you only need one bullet. And those guys, they, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They, know how to co- they know how to kill somebody with one bullet. Yeah. Well, so, he told all of them they all had to kill him. Just like, <laughs> so they all had to shoot. They all had to. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, what honestly, what, maybe. Whatever the fuck it was, it, it was it was something. It wasn't, like, yeah. just a coincidence. That's no. not a crime of passion. That's no, a message. It's, yeah, it's for yeah, for a, sure. a for sure message. Because yeah. that's not even both a shot eyes. in the eyes. Or not even both eyes. Both eyes, four yeah. through the eyes. Like, for sure through the eyes. For yeah, sure. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's something. That's crazy. You've seen too much. Yeah. So now you die. So once Machine Gun Machine Gun Johnny Ang took over the Flying Dragons with already built-in infrastructure, and he put in place his heroin plan, which brought the heroin China White. So we can thank Johnny Ang for seven rap songs. <laughs> <laughs> and one rapper. So the Flying Dragons were a street gang, and Michael Chanton turned them into the legit powerhouse, and Johnny Ang took it over. And then turned it into a million dollar organization. He's working with the mob. He's like doing international. It's quite the evolution know. of a gang. Yeah. You know, they always say the early bird gets the worm. Mm-hmm. They just say the second mouse gets the cheese. When you look at like in Chicago, when they took over big gym shit, there's something too. these guys. They build up this big gang. Yeah. And then they're like, ah, it's big enough. And then whoever came up behind them inherits this thing that's already built. That Fuck makes it. it bigger. Yeah. All right. So that's the story of Michael Chenton. Now, you guys haven't seen a picture yet. Before I show you guys a picture, if we were going to cast a movie, 
about the scientist Michael Chen, who would you cast to play him? I mean, the take I get on him is he's kind of just a happy, polite... Like, if there was an Asian Joseph Gordon-Levitt, that's who should play him. (laughs) That's not bad, because that's actually, you know... Well, let me ask you this. Would he be from the same region that Machine Machine Gun Johnny is from? Yeah, they were both Chinese. They were both Cantonese. Okay. Hmm. I would say... What's his name? Steven... Steven Yeun? Uh, from Walking Dead? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, but even he would probably be like, man, you're fucking racist. Right. We're from completely different areas. I believe <laughs> like, he's Korean. He doesn't even look anything like me. Fucking uh, LDP been playing a fucking Mexican for fucking three decades. Well, yeah, not only that, it's not shit. it's not coming from a place of racism. Right. It's coming from a place of things that look, people that look similar. Yeah. And I think so most... we've seen actors that we've seen, uh, we've mentioned actors who were not Italian yeah. That would be perfect playing an Italian. You know what I'm saying? So right, it's not. Right. It's nothing like that. I think Nicole, mo- most Nicole Asian... Kidman hasn't played an Australian in her entire <laughs> fucking career. Well, I think most most Asians are comfortable BMX with bandits. other Asians playing them, even if it's different. <laughs> if, it's not if, like it's a white dude. Playing yeah, if you're like, if you're trying to be offensive, then you're offensive. Dude, John <laughs> Wayne playing fucking uh, Genghis Khan. Oh my that's god, funny. that's the absolute worst, man. It's almost as bad as Charlton Heston playing a Mexican. That, uh, yeah, those, that's bad. The worst one is uh, Mickey Rooney as an Asian oh. in Breakfast at Tiffany's. Well, have you <laughs> seen fucking... Uh, that's bad. Uh, Remo Williams? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's Joel Gray. From Ca- yeah, Joel Gray from Cabaret. Yeah, yeah he played the Asian the in that one. The Asian dude in that. Yeah, because so. there were no Asians that could play that part. None. Yeah, none. None, none, none available. <laughs> so here's a picture. But that's my guess. So here's a picture of the scientist, Michael Chen. Oh, shit. Ooh, Fucking, yeah. uh, he's the best. He actually played, um. <laughs> he is the best. No, he is the best. He's from Big oh, Trouble the- in Little China. Looks exactly like him. Oh, uh, was he Wang? Are you talking about the dude from 16 Candles? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. No, the main yeah, guy was, in Big wasn't Trouble in Little he, China. Uh, Hold on. Wasn't he the dude's partner? The... Hold on. No, he's a, I, I pissed at myself. Uh, okay. He's Uncle Poe in the Sleeping Dogs game, too. So the actor that I thought, and I I know what they look like from the beginning. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm doing the research so the pictures always pop up. I thought uh, Ernie Reyes, who is Ernie also... Reyes Jr.? Yeah. yeah, Ernie Reyes Jr. Yeah. Word. That's yeah. a good call. Yep. But yeah, that James Hong is the one that I was thinking of. I think he looks like. Ernie Reyes probably would be a better uh, Machine Gun Johnny, though. Yeah. yeah. Especially him during like uh, Surf Ninjas era. like that's exactly that's i see him fighting half android leslie nielsen i wanted i wanted to be that dude when i was a kid i was like man he's on a tv show with buck rogers (laughs) that fucking kid's life is great have you ever seen the rundown with the the rundown oh yeah of course yeah Ernie Gray is the one he fights in the woods. And yeah, I think he's a choreographer, too, sure. like on that yeah. Like a fight Yeah, he's a fight choreographer in a lot of mm-hmm. shit. He was the fight choreographer for, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. yeah he's, and he was dope. the pizza delivery guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Ninja Turtles. He and like, I think in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2 or whatever, he played one of the turtles. He has a weird career where he's like real big behind the scenes. I think think he he, was he in the Last Dragon. I think keep yes. Yeah, he was the littlest kid on the Last Dragon. Yeah, that's that's where I was like. You know who Ernie Reyes is? Have you ever seen Sidekicks with Chuck Norris? Um, What's that? It's Ernie Reyes Jr. Ernie Reyes Jr. He keeps on dropping off the Junior. Yeah, Yeah. fuck a Junior. It's a suffix. It's not really part of your name. (laughs) It's still. 
if he had glasses, he'd look like the dude in Kickboxer who, like... Go lay down. Like, make sure they don't get in trouble with, like, Van Damme and the big dude who rides the motorcycle. <laughs> and Kickboxer? Yeah. <laughs> see, we only see his face, but if he's big and muscular, then he's the bad guy in Bloodsport that tells him Bolo, that, but, oh. that uh, bags don't hit back. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a chick who had kids before, but now she doesn't like dudes. <laughs> and, like, got a haircut, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Save yeah. the best for last, huh, Tyler? That's it. That's why. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 dead on. Yeah. <laughs> These guys were real hard to find pictures, so I usually get. Yeah. I do ten slides because the slides are what go to the Instagram, and on Instagram you only get ten pictures. None. So I cut it off at ten. I could not come up with ten slides. Really? Like I can only come up Damn. with six. And he I was trying to see. Really and I threw there. in a picture of fucking Canal Street. Just you know what I mean? Normally I have all kinds of pictures to see? pop in. They're so tight lipped. Yeah, Even the cameras yeah. don't talk shit. <laughs> Real legit. Like, it was seriously. Like I, I had very little pictures and shit. It was like no record of it whatsoever. <laughs> like the hip sing tong. I had three pictures. That's over a hundred and twenty. Two years. Wow. And shit. I had like three pictures of hip sing tong guys. You know That's what I mean? crazy. Man. Not a lot of pictures. And, shit. and see, this little bit of information, he was originally going to do it about the ghost shadows, but man, there's even less about them. <laughs> there's not a single picture. <laughs> wow. Well, since now we're discussing how rare it was, this picture I fucking screenshotted from a YouTube clip. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so now we got to do the DEFCON scale. So standard DEFCON scale is five to one, five being the lowest, one being the highest. But on the Bad Guy Podcast, nobody's a good guy. So five would be Lee Murray, which is the lowest, who's your coke-dealing, kidnapping, bank robber. And one would be the Purple Gang, who's got multiple gang wars, multiple massacres, and they're killing people on the streets. So on a scale of Lee Murray to the Purple Gang, where would you rate Michael Chen? Right, three. He's still mm-hmm. kid- they're still slaughtering people, but <laughs> See, they're are... methodical. Yeah. They're smarter. I mean, I've been on here, so I've done my skills. Three is middle ground. That's your normal mobster who's got some bodies behind behind him and shit, but it's kind of mm-hmm. normal shit. And he is kind of up there, but I would drop him down to a four because he wasn't the average gangster because he actively tried to make them less violent, I think. But yeah, five means nobodies at all, but he was chopping people up and the fact that he ran shit even though he went legit he definitely got some blood on his hands some bodies and shit so he can't be a five but he's right between a four and a three for me like if it goes three i'm not mad at it but it seemed like he purposely was a little less violent so that's why i'll drop him down to a four yeah yeah i'm teetering between three and four same reason the emphasis for him seemed to be the business side but he did do some really horrible shit and he probably did more horrible shit than we even know about yeah for sure you know nobody talks about because nobody talks about it so and they legitimately never talk about it never talk about it so like i I would say probably a three it could have been probably worse if he didn't shift his attention i agree with that because i think for one he's got three himself yeah a couple that the gang did, and some of those where you're calling the shot, even if you didn't do it, you're kind of... It's just you're business, or- baby. It's yeah. business. You're, you know, you're organizing murders and stuff. So I think if he hadn't made the move towards business first, he would have been moving into the two range. He would have yeah. been getting up there. To me, it's a mindset thing, and he seemed like, even though he got wrapped up in all the shit, 
he seemed like he really was aimed more towards not just killing people and not yeah. fucking people up. Yeah, but I think no matter what, you can't go to court for killing three yourself and be less than a three. I mean, he's murdered right, three right, people. Yeah. I mean, two in a crowded theater and shit. Like, that's fucking nuts. Like, yeah. This motherfucker ain't taking nothing outside. And the fact still... that he had the opportunity to go legit. Mm. It's like, who the fuck kills three mm. people? And then they're like, eh. I think I'm gonna go legit. He, like, <laughs> his, really face, like, his face is like, like he just looks like a normal, like a normal guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you oh, would yeah. not expect that dude to light you up. Doing this podcast between finding out about gangsters and the emergence of MMA is why you never fuck with anybody because you never know who's either a jujitsu black belt mm-hmm. or a flying dragon dragon head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now you're fucking or, with this dude because he's or like, the guy you know, next door. Uh, yeah. You never know if they could be a serial killer. You know, yeah. there's you really just don't know. <laughs> you people. know what these guys are yeah. fucking around. Like you don't know people. So we're for sure gonna call him a DefCon three. Zach, this is Crystal Palace. Sink Norad has declared DefCon three. Scramble all alert aircraft. I repeat, scramble all alert aircraft. All right. Well, this is say hello to the bad guy. Thanks for coming and thanks for listening. Say hello to the bad guy. Bad guy. The good guy coming last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy. The good guy coming last place. Smell the dope when I pass by. Down bad, my mama had to be dead. Spent my birthdays in the trap. We had to work with what we had. She been working on a raise while trying to raise me like a man. Plus my daddy in the box and all my cousins in the camera. And I don't need a hundred friends. I just want a hundred bands, a hundred jugs, a hundred scams. Hey, hey. So I don't money grab the hundred hams. I don't money grabbed a bunch of And bands. I ain't wanna fall victim to that system or the pistols. Fuck a judge with a grudge. I'm blowing crud for my mental life. Ay. And I still keep it on me. Run into your big homie. First you meet your dead homie. Ay. Yeah. Say hello to the bad guy. The good guy coming last place. Smell that dope when I pass by. I let my money at a fast pace. Say hello to the bad guy. And her ass fake And she in love with the bad guy But bad bitches never act right She act up into that bag fly She did a turn around in one night Say hello to the bad guy The good guy coming last place You smell that dope when I pass by I let my money at a fast pace Say hello to the bad guy The good guy coming last place